Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. Buck, what's going on, man? None, man. It's, it's all good. We're getting out to the uh, stretch run. Money time. Football's changing. The games that I'm watching look a lot different than the games that I watch at the beginning of the year. Um, <laughs> it's always funny how it goes. It goes that route. But look, man, it's a fun time of year because what I think, what, 26 teams that are still in the playoff That's hunt? Insane. Yeah, I mean, that is insane. I mean, the records certainly don't look good. I don't like seeing a lot of average records. But it is fun that a lot of fan bases still have a reason to click on the TV every weekend and see if their team can get in. Well, I, we're going to cover some ground today about looking at these wild card teams and, and see who we think is the most dangerous. We're going to talk about the Colts and how they were built and how it's maybe a little bit different uh, than than what you know is kind of the uh, uh, the way most teams go about trying to build a championship roster. So fascinating study there with what Chris Ballard has done there with the Colts. But I'm curious, Buck, on that topic we we're just talking about. What do you prefer? You prefer parity like this, or you prefer dominant teams? Um, I prefer dominance and excellence. Um, I like to see great teams uh, doing their deal. Uh, I don't think you should necessarily reward average franchises and kind of keep them in the mix. But I, I understand 
this. And I knew that it would kind of be like this when you have a salary cap era, uh, when you add extra games and all the things that we're dealing with, you have a lot of teams that are just hanging around the median, you know, hanging around Mm -hmm. the midpoint and that's fine. But I, I prefer to see like dominant teams playing great football, um, and kind of running through um, their opponents. So we have a great matchup in the Super Bowl. We may still get a great Super Bowl matchup. Uh, it's just funny looking at this because I think the difference this year than other years, DJ, is I have no idea who's going to win every weekend. When the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. like kind of rise beat the up. Breaks, and, they beat the I mean, breaks off the Cardinals. Up the Cardinals. The same Cardinals team that we saw go well, unbeaten on the road prior to that game in Detroit, yeah. beat some top teams and all of that. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. When I think about the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Buffalo Bills and some of these other upsets that we've seen. The Jets beat the Titans earlier this year. Yeah. Like, man, the playoffs are going to be bananas. Yeah. Like, like, like good luck pick, picking that. Like, it's, it's going to be a, a wild ride getting to yeah. the Super Bowl. I, I was going to say, too, that I think that's the, the Lions game was the most shocking game of the year because at least as ugly as that Bills-Jags game was, it was 9-6. to six. Like, the, the Bills are in the game. Like yeah. the Detroit Lions ran the Cardinals off the field, beat them up, beat them up. DJ, I I watched that game like I had it on red zone, but then I started tuning in. I was like, man, the Lions are putting it on them with man, no name, running back. Like I'm looking up the running back. Like yeah. where did he come from? Like how, he has over a hundred yards rushing. Um, physically, they just kind of flexed on him, and then it just made me doubt everything that I was banking on the first two thirds of the season like oh you know the Cardinals are kind of legit yeah. now I'm beginning to wonder coming off the heels of the loss to the Rams and then getting beat up by the Lions I don't know if I can go all in on them anymore yeah I, I picked I was wrong on the Cardinals the whole first half of the year like I would pick them to lose like every week and I was wrong they just rattle off win after win and their fans were crushing me and then and now it's kind of like mm, are they kind of turning back into maybe what we thought they were which is a good team they're a good team they're not a great team yeah. Um, and now their depth is being challenged as it's just about everybody else in the league, but them losing D hop for the remainder of the regular season is a big loss. It's a big loss. And so DJ, I do wonder, and and we'll see if these things that teams are doing with like the practice squad, um, the expanded practice squad roster that you're having to do to deal with COVID and those things. I think general managers, coaches, whatever the team building, pro- I think it's going to have to be different. It didn't seem like much, but the extra game DJ, it changes it changes everything. And I think in a way you almost have to have some low management elements to how you're playing your thing. And I know we kind of talked about it uh privately and a little bit on the, the pod yesterday, but man, I think you have to bake in some rest days for some of your prominent stars. Because if not, I don't know if they're going to be able to get to the playoffs ready to go. And with only one bye. Yeah. I think it's probably it's more a long important. season, man. I think it's more important to have you guys fresh and ready to go than to um, kind of risk the extra win or two for maybe playoff seating and positioning. I think you have to put a greater priority on making sure that your guys are ready and that you have a team that is ready to be able to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think the expansion of the practice squads is a good thing, and hopefully that's going to be here to stay uh, for a long time because I do think it helps. And if you think back when we just had – um, in the last few years before that change was made, you didn't have many ro- you didn't have many practice squad spots, right? So you had so many teams with their fifty three playing, with, just going with two quarterbacks. Remember back in the day, mm-hmm. you see everybody carried three. Then it was like, okay, 
Roster spots are too valuable. We're just going to go with two quarterbacks, and then that's it. And then, you know, fortunately, with the practice squad expansion and changing some of the rules to allow some veterans, most teams stashed a third quarterback. A lot of teams, I should say, stashed a third quarterback in that practice squad. You have to. Like, going forward next year, it's almost malpractice if you're not keeping three quarterbacks because to, you know, have a COVID situation run through your team and you're down like the Browns were two guys to have to to hustle and try and find somebody from outside to bring in and get them caught up to speed it's too much man you, you you need to have a third guy there it's just the, it's the way it is right now with the covid situation and dj i do wonder if you get to the point where you end up having to have like four where you have yeah. one guy that is just dedicated to scout team duties and then the third is really a backup so he actually can get ready to play because the stuff that happened last night with nick mullins having to play Look, it wasn't really a fair fight. Or even when I look at the Giants, the Giants have to pluck Jake, Jake Fromm from, yeah. from Buffalo's practice squad. You put him in, and then he has to play. And 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 not knowing, they would have been better served to have another guy in the building that you could work with and really develop to be ready to perform and play. Because, you know, man, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance in this. No, no, no doubt. I, I think that's going to be something teams are going to have to look at. Um, all right, before we get to the, the other stuff we wanted to hit on, just your thoughts real quick on those two games yesterday, um, what we saw with the Minnesota Vikings beating the Bears, and obviously a little bit earlier we had the Raiders in a comeback, kind of a weird game, uh, and they beat the depleted Browns 16-14 to on a last-second field goal. Uh, DJ, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, this is the craziest thing. I'm looking. So we get, what, 30 points total? Yeah. <laughs> 30 points total from – one game and, and like 20, 27 or like 26 in the other game. You remember how many points we saw at the beginning of the season? Like oh, yeah. I was, I, I did the Browns charger game. And it was like, there was 40 something points scored in the fourth quarter. And, and, that game. And, and, and now we're seeing the game kind of grind to a halt as it always does. As we get this time of year, like the game slows up. People are a little more conservative injuries take a toll on the talent that's available uh, in both of those games. Look, it wasn't a fair fight. Uh, the Raiders and the Cleveland Browns, the Browns were missing, I mean, pretty much everybody. They couldn't really do anything. The one thing that that I thought would happen, though, is I thought that they would be able to lean into the running game against the Raiders, and they couldn't. No, They couldn't dominate it the way that I thought they would be able to dominate it, despite the Raiders knowing that uh, Nick Mullins can't throw. I mean, the Raiders hadn't stopped anybody on the ground. And yeah. so for them to kind of bottle it up and contain it and they couldn't get loose, that was a thing. I thought Derek Carr had a great – two-minute drive at the end of the game. I think he is, of all the players, um, that has kind of grown from the tumultuous season that the Raiders had. I think there's a greater appreciation for Derek Carr, I think, on the streets in terms of just what he does. I still don't – I'm still not ready to put him in that upper echelon of quarterbacks, but I do believe he has some stuff that you can build around and work around. And I think he can play at a level where he can win a ton of games. Um, and maybe if you have the right pieces around him, you can win a Super Bowl with him. So let's assume that the Raiders don't make the playoffs here, okay? And so let's say uh, Basachi is, is not coming back. I, I actually think this is a pretty attractive job. You know, I know there's been so much controversy and, um, you know, the, the John Gruden thing and how messy that whole thing was. But when you look at the, kind of the guts of the team, I mean, you've got a – Whatever you think of Derek Carr, he's more than mm -hmm. functional. He's a functional starting quarterback. Um, you look, you've got two pass rushers, which are hard to find and a key building block for this team. 
You've got Hunter Renfro, who really emerges an outstanding receiver in this league. You've got a big time tight end in Darren Waller. You've Darren Waller. You've got Foster Moreau, who's another tight end, who's a complimentary player, who's solid. Um, there's some there's some good foundational type pieces here. Now you got some work to do. I don't you know I don't love the offensive line. Um, there's still work to be done there, but I don't think that's a bad job. No, I don't think so. I think the brand is is big enough where you always can attract players to want to play for the Raiders. I think yeah. there's a legacy and a, a mystique that comes along with with doing it. I think in Vegas, um, no state tax. Uh, it's hot, but <laughs> it, it, I would rather be hot than cold. So I think that's that's attractive. And you're right about the pieces that are in place. Uh, you have a quarterback that you certainly can build around. You have to make a decision on how you want to pay him and how much you want to give him. But, you know, Darren Waller is a a vital piece that you can build around. Um, I think they have some young receivers that are intriguing. I think Brian Edwards has a chance to be a solid starter. You talked about Hunter Renfro being um, a nice guy that's kind of emerged as a, a – I don't know what, what you want to categorize him as, but he's a very productive he's an elite. Chain. He's an elite slot receiver. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, whatever yeah. Wes Welker was, and yeah, he's, he's a, that. Yeah, I mean, he, he moves the chains. He does a good job of getting open. You're right about the offensive line. It's not necessarily to my taste. Um, it's kind of big, but it's a hodgepodge of just big bodies and stuff like that. And I don't know if their style of play fits the personnel that they have up front. Because I feel like they had a really good offensive line previously, you know, and mm-hmm. they kind of jettisoned all those guys to get rid of them. Deep defense, you talked about the pass rushers. Uh, I feel like I could go to work a little bit on the, the corner secondary. position needs some help. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we get some corners. Um, I'm not in love with Jonathan Abram. Yeah, in the middle of the field. I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to utilize him. He's a first. He's round better pick, down. So. He's better when they yeah. played him down. He's basically so. so can there. we can we put him in a system that that works? But yeah, I think it's one where's the jump off. If you're looking at it right now, they have a chance to be a a, a 500 or close to 500 team. Of all the jobs, like you like going into a place where you feel like you can win right away because owners' patience, um, not really patient when it comes to a yeah. rebuilding effort. Look at the uh, Cleveland Browns, what they've got left here. They're at the Packers, at the Steelers, and then at home against the Bengals. Is the goose the goose might be cooked on that one, man? I I I they win that game yesterday. They're in first place. They lose, they lose that game. I think they're the 12 seed right now in the in the AFC. So it was a that's a heck of a fall. And it look, the wrong time to have a COVID night. There's the right time, but the wrong time to have a COVID outbreak to be missing all those guys. That was an infinitely winnable game with Baker Mayfield. Whatever you think about mm-hmm. Baker, what he is or what he isn't, he plays that game. I believe they win that football game. They're in first place now, trying to get everybody else back healthy and and getting ready for a huge game against the Packers. Now it feels like a funeral march. Oh yeah, because I I feel like I I, I don't well I'm gonna ask the same question they'll have to ask and everyone has had to ask about the Packers. How are you going to stop Devontae Adams? Yeah. Because if you don't have an answer for stopping Devontae Adams, it's a wrap. And no, no one don't. has been able to do it, even though the Baltimore Ravens did some clever stuff to kind of keep him contained. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you don't have an answer. And I think on a short week for the Cleveland Browns, playing a team that knows that they have an opportunity to get the number one seed and should be highly motivated to get the number one seed to have two get games. Yeah, get the buy, get the buy to make people have to come to Lambeau again in late th- January. Absolutely, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think they blew their chance because yeah. like losing gave away the mulligan that they could have had this weekend. Okay, you win on Tuesday, you lose to the Packers, you're even, Steven. But now you, you're looking at two losses, and you have to play the Steelers. 
and say what you want about the Steelers. They just kind of figure out a way to kind of navigate. They might they it. might not be great, but they'll never be bad. Like that's the Steelers. <laughs> they will never be bad. That's <laughs> it, man. Like, and there's their, some their ceiling. To their it, ceiling like, is five hundred. Like that. I mean, their floor is five hundred. That's their floor. I mean, not going to go Tom, below that very yeah, often. Mike Thomas never had a losing year. And like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and and so I look at that. It just it just makes it tough. And then I man, I go to the other game, the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. It, man, DJ, it was you know how on Thursday night you talk about me being kind of ornery at like bad yeah. football, and I'm looking yeah. at the Bears and uh, I tweeted this thing about Marty Schottenheimer who won 200 regular season games. He used to stand in front of the team when I was in Kansas City and talk about. More games are lost than one. Before you can learn how to win, you got to make sure that you don't lose. And it's like the three or four areas that you have to take care of to make sure that you don't lose the game. One was turnovers. Two were penalties. Pre-snap and post-snap penalties. Dumb penalties will get you beat. The third is don't let the ball fly over your head. Keep it in front of the defense. And the fourth is mistakes in the kicking game will do it. I watched the Bears, and I had a little checklist, and I was like, check. Right down the list. I mean, they went right down the list of doing all the stuff. And it was it was nothing that was – I mean, it was like silly stuff. Like the penalties, the unsportsmanlike penalties should, should be curved. That's an emotional control issue. That That's something that as a player you can control. Uh, the turnovers, they're just fumbling the ball left and right, not taking care of it, not understanding where you are, people around you securing the ball. They gave up a couple of plays. And even though like Kirk Cousins was held to under 100 yards, which is – Amazing that the Vikings are able to win with him throwing for under 100. But Justin Jefferson getting loose in a situation where you know, hey, man, he's the number one receiver. Don't let him catch a touchdown. Let, let somebody else <laughs> catch a touchdown. But don't let him get one-on-one on your safety and catch a touchdown. And then they drop a punt. They have a great stop. They drop a punt and give it right back to the Vikings. Yeah. Just, I mean, just bad ball. And, look, Matt Nagy is under fire. And I know there's a lot of pressure. and. But I believe he signed, he quietly signed an extension. So if, if, if you're the Bears, like, what are you going to do? Like, you run it back. What, what's our answer? How do we fix it? Like, how do we fix the Bears as presently constructed with the people that we have, the coaches and all that other stuff? Like, I don't know how we fix them. I feel like we run it back, we get the same. This, this Bears team, what is it now? Three, five, seven. Eight. They've lost eight of their last nine games, Buck. Lost eight of their last nine games. How do we so, fix them? How do we I, fix them, though? How do we even fix them? Well, here's my question. Here's my question. What's the first question. thing we do to fix them? Here's my question. Let me let me give you this hypothetical real quick on the Bears, and we'll move on because we've got some other stuff we want to hit. But um, if you're the Bears, and I know everybody's going to say this college coach thing doesn't work because the Urban Meyer thing failed. I I don't necessarily buy that because mm-hmm. Kingsbury's had some success. He didn't even win in college. He's had success in Arizona. I think it's unique to the person and, and who they are um, about what they can do. If you're the Bears and these two guys said yes, tell me who you would take. Two college coaches said yes, okay? Fitz from across the street at Northwestern. Mm. Ryan Day at Ohio State. If they both said we'll come. Now, keep in mind, Fitz, teams have been after Fitz for – 10, 15 years, he turned down everybody who doesn't want to go. But this is the local team. I mean, this is the – easy to sell the family on, hey, we may not have to move, you know. So – Move across town. Yeah. 
Move so, across town. Like, you can, who, who, that's the game of like, who would you rather? Who would you rather have in that scenario? I would rather go with Ryan Day because Ryan Day knows the quarterback. And I'm not normally the guy that's like the quarterback type, but the intel with the quarterback, I would go with Ryan Day in that situation. And I feel like, and look, this goes against, look, I just saw it play out in, in Jacksonville with Urban. But I feel like Ohio State is almost like a pro program anyway. You kind of Ryan Day's got NFL like experience. I mean, he yes. was with Chip Kelly. He's been in the NFL. And Fitz obviously played in the NFL. So yeah, this, this so, is both those guys have more NFL experience than Urban Meyer had. Yeah. So I would I would I would go with Ryan Day because the connection with the quarterback, I believe they ran more of a pro style thing at Ohio State. And I think you could build upon that. I also believe you could hit the ground running because he knows the quarterback. And a lot of the things that we say every week, like, hey, make the game easier for the quarterback, do this for the quarterback, I think he has a, a leg up on the competition when it comes to that. Can I tell you that the fans in Chicago, given the same choice, with Pat Fitzgerald every day of the week and twice on Sunday? Oh, I mean, he's, he's a Chicago guy. I think he's from Chicago, right? When like you go to – I don't know if you've been to a Northwestern game lately, but the last time I was at a Northwestern game, in the stands, I'm, it's, it's got to be the only one in the country there are more jerseys for the head coach of the team than any current or former player in the university. You look in the stands, it's Pat Fitzgerald jerseys everywhere. Like that dude, they love that dude in that part of the country. Well, he should because he's part of a great era for them. You know, I think they went to the Rose Bowl once or twice. He was all world for that team. And he has done a really good job with the program at Northwestern because, you know, like when you're at Northwestern, it's not like you can have – um, eight, nine, ten wins every year, but they kind of load up for Bear every two or three years, and he's been able to do that. Um, yeah, it's intriguing. He's a program builder. I just, th- but I just he think he, I just think nobody talks about him, you know, no, because he's turned down. He's turned down a bunch of jobs over the years, but I don't. I think this one's different. He's forty-seven years old. All the stuff that's entered into college now, some people it appeals to them, others it doesn't as much. So if this was a time for him. Maybe that's one he would consider. I, I'd be fascinated by that one. I know, look, I, I, I get the college thing with Matt Rule has not gone great. Obviously, the Urban Meyer thing was a mess. This guy's this guy's interesting, man. Like, I, I wouldn't rule that one out is what I'm getting at. Look, man, it, it's the time because you are seeing and sensing more frustration from college coaches than ever. The NIL deal, the transfer portal, the transient nature – of the game with players being free agents has definitely changed the job description. And so there's some guys that don't want to deal with the new model when they're very, very comfortable with the old model. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, all right. We're going to get to an interesting discussion on the Colts and how they're built and how it's different. We're going to do that right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U S economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. 
See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my All right, Buck, we always talk about team building, right? And we talk about you kind of want to build through those priority positions. And what are the priority positions? Well, you follow the money. Like, just look at the franchise tag numbers. They'll kind of show you what the priority positions are. You're talking about quarterback first and foremost, talking about then edge rusher, talking about offensive tackle. You're talking about corner. Like, those are kind of the premier marquee positions in the NFL. Then you can even put, like, receivers that started to get paid big, big money, those top-tier, top-flight weapons. When you look at this Colts team, and how they've kind of turned things around. And really, if not for some kind of blown leads and or you know tough heartbreak losses, including one to the Ravens, 
uh, this team would be even in better position. But I can make the strong argument that the Colts' top three players on their roster, Jonathan Taylor is a running back, Darius Leonard's a linebacker, Quentin Nelson's a guard. Whatever order you want to put those three guys in, I think those are the three best players. Now, there's other really good players you know, with DeForest Buckner and, and company on there. Uh, Ryan Kelly's a solid player. They've got other really good players, but their three best players are not at the priority positions. Talking about guard, talking about running back, talking about linebacker. Yeah, and, I, and, and it's, it's different, DJ, because you don't see that happen. Like, we, we talk about everything is about the quarterback and the passing game. And so we've always talked about, like, the offensive tackles you need to have. you got to have the marquee quarterback. Now it's become increasingly important to have a playmaker on the perimeter, whether it's a wide receiver or a tight end. Defensively, it's the pass rushes in the corner. And then when I look at the Indianapolis Colts, you're right. They don't have any of that. And, in fact, it's so – Odd to not see them with maybe a, a premier pass rusher, a premier corner, uh, elite wide receivers. I mean, that is not the norm. But you know what they have, DJ, which is, is funny, is they have a team that kind of adheres to what we call the old principles of how you win games in any sport. Um, long time ago when I got into the league, uh, I had a coach, Dick Duran, who played at Yale, who's a defense coordinator at Jacksonville. He said, it, it never changes in any sport. You have to be strong right down the middle. So mm-hmm. in football, it's, it's right down the pipe. So when you talk about quarterback, defensive tackle, Mike linebacker, safety, it's like you got to have strength in those areas. Baseball, the same way. Pitcher, catcher, middle infielder, center fielder. That's how you build it. In basketball, back then, it was, you know, you need a point guard and a center to be able to do it. Well, when I look at this team that Frank Wright has constructed, they're kind of strong right down the pipe. You know, DeForest Buckner on the inside, Darius Leonard and Mike Linebacker. Um, you can pick either one of their safeties and talk about how good those guys are. And then up front, you know, they invested top picks on their interior. Quinn Nelson is the most notable, but, you know, Kelly at the point of attack is, is a good player. Then Jonathan Taylor behind Carson Wentz being able to run right down the middle. So the strength of their team is right down the middle of their team. And it's something that we're not necessarily used to seeing because we always think about the edges in the perimeter. Yeah, I think, though, when you go back and look at when we talked about the championship foundation, you know, we talked about having three, you know, top tier offensive linemen. They have that. Mm-hmm. It's just not yep. the left tackle is not one of them. Right. Because Braden Smith's a really good player. Um, and then even even Glowinski is a solid player. But Ryan yep. Kelly, uh, Braden Smith and Hugh and Quentin Nelson, you've got your three right there. Then we talked about the playmakers having a couple playmakers. Well, you know, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is that is that dude um, and big time premier playmaker at the running back position. And you've got solid guys, you know, with Pittman, uh, T.Y.'s, older uh, Pascal, like the, you've got OK guys, but really kind of that one premier guy um, in the running back. And then on defense, we talk about two pass rushers. Well, DeForest Buckner gives them one. And then I think it's kind of a collection of those other guys. I don't think that there's an elite player there, uh, but mm-hmm. you've got some interesting players that can that can uh, make some things happen when you think about Quiddy Pay as a young guy, um, kind of what he can do. Uh, they, they've got options there. And then I would say playmakers, you know, when we think of playmakers, we think of maybe more, you know, corners, but for their playmakers are those two linebackers. So it's just different. Like it, 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 they've got, you know, key pieces, but they're not exactly where most teams would be searching for them. No, and I, I think I think this is why it might be a little different because they, they almost have a hodgepodge in philosophies uh, melding together to form the team. 
Because remember, when Frank Reich was hired, this job originally was going to Josh McDaniels. Yeah. And so they had already kind of outfitted the staff. Matt Eberflus and those guys were going to handle the defense. Josh McDaniels going to handle the offense and go. So Josh McDaniels backs out. They bring in Frank Wright, but they kept the defensive staff. Now, part of the reason um, they kept the defensive staff and why the defense was picked the way that it was picked, Chris Ballard um, was heavily influenced by his time, I think, in Chicago with yeah, Rod Marinelli. Yeah, With Rod Marinelli and Lovey Smith and that defense. And so – Love the way that that defense allowed young players to get on the field. Love the way that defense was constructed. And going back to Rod Marinelli's days, when he was with Tampa, you had Warren Sapp on the inside. You had those guys, Derek Brooks and um, others on the inside playing. John Lynch was a key piece at safety. But then let's think about those Chicago Bears teams. I don't know if they had a dominant pass rush of those Bears teams under Lovey Smith. Like you had Erlacher and Lance Briggs. You had Mike Brown at safety. Yeah, think about um, that. It's a very similar. Yeah, and and then I well, mean, Pep, was, Pep was there. Answer? Yeah, yeah. Pep, Dewey, Pep, Pep came doing that, but they didn't go to the Super Bowl with Pep. Like, yeah. um, who their who their players on the inside? Like, it, they had a dominant player. They had someone on the inside. I can't. Maybe Tommy Harris was there. Okay. I think Tommy Harris might yeah. have been playing in the mix. But but that's it. So he's basically is taking that model that he went to the Super Bowl with in Chicago and put that in practice on on. Uh, defense and then frank reich you look at his background frank reich comes from the buffalo bills but i know frank reich from dealing with maryland and if you go back to his background in maryland where he played under bobby ross bobby ross was 39 and 19 in maryland but they won three straight acc titles yeah. boomer was a quarterback there frank reich was a quarterback there neil o'donnell was a quarterback there and they were a team that was built on toughness and when you listen to frank reich talk he talks about toughness and physicality and playing with force and being able to move people. He has, I would say, probably an atypical philosophical approach for a former quarterback. Because most of the time quarterbacks will talk about throwing it and passing game, but he always talks about being able to run it and pound it and doing those things. And so I think what you have is just old school philosophies kind of meshing, and it does go against the grain. But I think it's also because they're counterculture, I think they're also one of the teams that you don't want to have to deal with in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I also think when you think about Erlacher and Briggs, you think about long, big, physical guys that can run. And you think about what they have uh, with, with the Colts now, which I Bobby, I, I pronounce it Bobby Okariki for a long time, but now mm-hmm. I guess it's Okurike. I've been getting it wrong. I, I don't know. I, I've got that jacked up. But with him and Darius Leonard, maybe a little bit leaner body types, but really, really yeah. long guys that can really cover and can run. Um, and I think that's some similarities there. That's an interesting assignment. Could be a good notebook thing for you comparing this this Colts team maybe to the, to that Bears team because that Bears team was Rex Grossman at quarterback, right? That they, they took the ball out of yeah. his hands too. So, but you know, you know, the sim- not that guy. you know, you know what the similarity is though. The similarity is they turned the ball over at a crazy rate. Uh, yeah. In Chicago, their defense was their best offense because yep. at the time. It was Erlacher, it was Briggs, it was Peanut Tillman, it was Mike yeah. Brown. They were knocking the ball out, picking it off, and taking it back. Well, the Indianapolis Colts right now are tied for the league with 31 takeaways. There you go. They're taking the ball away, whether they're punching it out, because we've seen um, Darius Leonard punch the ball out in key moments. We've seen Darius Leonard and the rest of the guys pick off passes. They are utilizing some of that Chicago Bears blueprint to have success. And I will say this about the edge players. They may not have a dominant edge player, 
but they certainly have a sweet tooth for those guys that are super athletic, energetic, and relentless when it comes to their playing style because Quidipay is all of that. And mm-hmm. what is it, the kid that they got from Purdue who also plays? They got the kid from uh, Vandy. Oh, Odeingbo. He's a stud. Yeah. Yeah, so he's the guy, man, and he fits he fits that he fits the mold. So they just have so much explosiveness with those guys that they're having a ton of success. It's interesting. All right. Well, it's a different way of doing it, and it's it's working right now for the Colts. So uh, I want to continue on this conversation with the Colts being a wild card team. And uh, right after this break, we're going to come back and talk about who we think is the most dangerous of those wild card teams and why. We'll do that right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> All right, Buck, we look at these wild card teams. If the season ended right now, uh, I'd be curious who you think is the most dangerous when you look at where it stands. You've got in the AFC, uh, the wild cards as of right now would be the Indianapolis Colts, Los Angeles Chargers, Buffalo Bills. Those are your three wild cards. If you could take one of those teams and buy stock in it, who are you buying it? <sighs> well, I mean, the team we just talked about, but that is made for – no, we just talked about the Colts. If you like the Colts, you take the Colts. I mean, I, I do like the Colts, and I, I like the Colts because in the postseason, the things that I'm thinking about is can we get stops on defense? Can we control the game in some way, shape, or form? And I think the Colts are able to do it. They can do it because the running game. Jonathan Taylor is an absolute monster. DJ, I don't know what you thought about him coming out. I did not know he was going to be this kind of playmaker for the Indianapolis Colts. I did not know that he had this kind of get down in his game. And he has been able to dominate. The way that he played on Saturday against the Patriots, when he goes for 170, but he does it, it's an easy 170, right? Just a just a steady drip of production coming from him. And then the defense's ability to take the ball away. I think that is a game changer. And I think that gives them an opportunity to be able to do it because if you can control the game with your running game and shorten it, it puts a lot of pressure on the opponent to have to throw and make plays. And that kind of plays into their hands as a team that wants to sit back in zone and kind of rally and run to the ball. This is a, it's a hard matchup for teams. And I believe their confidence comes from the fact that they really believe like they are a tough physical team and that that toughness will give them a chance against anybody. All right. So Jonathan Taylor coming out, uh, he was my 35th player. Ultra productive running back, outstanding strength and speed on inside runs, sudden carries his pads low to the ground, shows the balance to bounce off tacklers while keeping his legs alive. Isn't overly shifty, but he avoids taking flush hits. He always falls forward for extra yardage. Has plenty of speed to capture the edge. Once he gets in space, he can run away from everyone. In the passing game, very effective on screens where he can set up blocks and collect big chunks of yards. Trusts his hands and attacks the ball when he's out in the route. Didn't have a lot of reps and pass pro in the games I studied. Overall, Taylor's an explosive home run hitter with upside in the passing game. So this is a classic case of a super talented player who's one one little nick on him and one little complaint is okay. Well, he's not a little shifty. So if you're gonna have if you're not great up front and it's gonna be real messy and muddy, it maybe not the perfect fit. When you get a, a knock off the line of scrimmage offensive line like they have there that can give him just a little bit of runway. This guy was made for that. That's what he was at, at Wisconsin. Like that's he, it's, it's a perfect match. Yeah, it's a perfect match. And so one of the underrated uh, components uh, in evaluation that we, we don't talk enough about is fit in scheme. How does a player fit into the scheme? And Jonathan Taylor is a perfect fit 
for what the Indianapolis Colts want to do. A couple of things you, you talked about. You talked about him being physical. You talked about him being a little more straight line, not having to wiggle and those things. Well, when you go back and you look at Wisconsin, where did Wisconsin run most of their plays? In between the tackles, primarily right up the gut. He's coming down here, running power over and over and over again. Well, when you look at the Indianapolis Colts and you look at how their offensive line is constructed, we talked about those three linemen that are doing it. Yes, we have the right tackle in Braden Smith, but right up the gut, Kelly and Quentin Nelson, they're coming downhill, coming right at you. And so I give them a lot of credit for being able to match up uh, a need and a want with how the scheme plays out because it works. And then defensively, it's the same thing. Um, they have a great feel for filling out the personnel and what they want to have on this defense. This is a hit running cover defense. It's about the second level. Their playmakers are able to get it. We talk about the length from their linebackers and how it really works and expands their zone. And man, they play so fast and they're so long that they just create a bunch of chaos off tip balls and overthrows and just making it very, very challenging for the quarterback. That's a, it's a really good team. And it's a team that's getting hot at the right time. And we're talking about them as a wild card, but the Tennessee Titans are fading fast. They may end up snatching the division and, and, and being a team that's a division winner as opposed to a wild card squad. Yeah, no, they're, they're a dangerous group. I, I would just argue, I can argue on the Chargers side of things that I think when they get everybody back and healthy, now they're going to be, they've had COVID issues, so they're, they're going to be without Joey Bosa this week. Um, potentially could be without Corey Lindsley um, as well and Eckler as well. So they, they've got they've got to navigate around the COVID thing. If they can get everybody healthy for you know the playoffs and you get Asante Samuel back in that secondary, and then you have a healthy Derwin James, they they've got a chance. And there's other teams that have lost guys for the year. The Chargers have been fortunate where they really haven't had that. So if they can just get everybody on the field and healthy, I can tell you their Achilles heel has been their ability to stop the run. But now that they've got Linval Joseph back healthy and Justin Jones, who missed a bunch of time early in the year healthy, um, you look at the last couple games, Kansas City, 86 yards rushing. The Giants had 135, but a lot of it came late in the game and kind of give up runs. The game before that, Cincinnati had 96. This was the worst run defense in the league. They were giving up like 160-something yards a game on the ground. So they didn't have to be great. Like they just couldn't be dead last. If they could just kind of get in the middle of the pack, which is kind of what they've done over the last month or so, um, that was a big Achilles heel for them. Because if they can put you in passing situations, they can hunt, they can hunt a little bit with their pass rush. So I think it's a really dangerous team. And I think the quarterback's as good as anybody in the NFL when you get in the tournament. That that to me is why if I was going to say, and I get the Colts, the Colts are physical all that, but I just get in the playoffs, Buck, you got to make those three or four throws to win yeah. those games. I don't have that. I mean, as much as we both loved Carson early in his career, Frank Reich shows you he doesn't have a lot of confidence in him. He pulled him way back uh, last week. Well, I, I, I mean, just trust more Herbert more to be able to make those three or four throws in that type of game. Okay, so I can understand your confidence in the charges. And the confidence in the charges stems from a different part of the game than the part that we outlined for the Indianapolis Colts. We talked about the Colts. We talked about toughness, physicality. We talked about running it, controlling it, more ball control type game. The reason why you should have the utmost confidence in the Chargers is because you got a stud. I mean, you got yeah. a top five quarterback. I mean, you can make the argument that, like, man, he should be in the conversation for the best quarterback in the game based on what we've seen from him because he has big time talent and ability. And I believe he has more swag and more confidence this year than he had last year. The other thing that he has 
he has a, co a coach that has the utmost confidence in his ability to win the game. And he is willing to put the ball in his hands and let him go do it. Yeah, DJ, I can only tell you, having been around it a few times, I will say when I was in Buffalo, when Jim Kelly was near the end of his run, but they had gone to four straight Super Bowls, Marv Levy believed that Jim Kelly could do no wrong. He could walk on right. water. He could let him have it. And because he trusted him implicitly, they won a ton of games because he would make it happen. When I was in Green Bay, Brett Favre won three straight MVPs. Mike Hogan had the ultimate confidence in the quarterback. And so when that head coach believes that this quarterback can get it done, it's not only about the coaching staff believing in him, the entire team believes in his ability to get it done. We talked about franchise quarterbacks. The one trait that they give the entire team is hope. Hope. And if you give Justin Herbert the ball in a two-minute situation, you believe that you're going to get it done. And so the charges are dangerous because he can get hot. The wide receivers on the, on the perimeter are a problem. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are big. They win 50-50 balls. Keenan Allen is a street ball player who can get open versus anybody. But the thing that happened Thursday night that opened my eyes to them, if they can run the ball like they ran the ball yeah. against the Kansas City Chiefs, they are a problem because the – trio of running backs that they were rolling in there and the physicality that they played with, we hadn't necessarily seen the charges that we don't associate with the powder blue uniforms. Mm -hmm. If they're able to do that, that's playoff ball because running the ball gives them a chance to slow it down and control it. It also puts a different pressure on the opponent to have to play a certain way, which makes them play into the charges wheelhouse of being able to rush the passer and play coverage. So yeah, they're a very dangerous team. And I think with all of the teams that we talk about, it is stylistically who they're matched up against yeah. in the tournament because the tournament is going to be fascinating because I know that no one wants to see the Chargers. I know that no one wants to necessarily deal with the Indianapolis Colts because for two different way, two different reasons or different reasons, they give you problems. Yeah. The charge, the charges are a handful. You just happen to be there for a front row seat. Yeah. And then would you, are we on the same page? Like I, I think you can make the case Colts, Chargers, however way you want that. I would say the Bills would be third for me uh, yeah, because, behind those two teams. Yeah, because here's here's the thing about the Bills. Um, at some point, you you are what you are. And we can talk about them fixing the running game and doing all that. And Devin Singletary ran for 86 yards on 20 carries the, the other day against the Panthers. And the Panthers have just kind of lost their way. But at the, the end of the day, the Bills are a team that hangs on – uh, Josh Allen's performance as a single wing quarterback and <laughs> we saw it versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in kind of like a must win game they unleashed him he ran it 17 times he threw it all over the yard and he can dominate and take over I don't know if he can take over for three straight games in the postseason though. I know he can do it for a one and done in a wild card game I don't know if he can do it I don't believe he can do it for three straight defensively this is a really good team defense really solid uh, they do a bunch of good things really well. They run to the ball. I know people will kind of make light of the fact that they've given up big rushing days against them. Um, but I don't know if they are a team that can suffocate you in terms of that. Because if you have a quarterback like Josh Allen who has to play like that, you got to give him more chances. Yeah. I don't know if they can suffocate you enough to do it. And they're at the top of the charts in defense. Uh, I think they, they were number one in points allowed. They're near the top of the charts and turnovers. It's just a different defense. It's a team defense rather than a star-driven defense. And in the postseason, it's a Star Wars. 
Your stars yeah. have to be able to take over. I don't know how they'd have enough stars on defense to be able to take it over. All right. We used a lot of our time there on the AFC, so we'll go quickly through the NFC. Uh, Rams, Vikings, Niners. Who would you buy in that in that group? I, I, I think we know each other well enough. I think we're going to say the same team, but but go ahead. I'm going to say the Niners. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm going to say the Niners because of um, run game is creative and dominant. I mean, they can run with anybody back there. I mean, I think they could put you and I back there. I think we could go half a we go for half a baby. You can get 50 yards. I get 50 <laughs> yards. I get a total of 200 yards. I feel like Kyle Shanahan uh, can make that happen. Um, Debo Samuel and George Kittle uh, are problematic because they, they are outstanding. And we talk about the playoffs being about stars stepping up. I think both of those guys have shown the ability to step up and make big plays. Kyle Juchek is an underrated weapon that they can utilize in the passing game. He's also a dominant blocker. And then defensively, I feel like this is a team that's kind of finding their way. And Nick Bosa can close it out. I mean, if it, if it's, if it becomes a Broadway show and we need to close it out, I mean, he's the finisher. He can do it. He's coming off the edge. And, I mean, you, you watch him play, you kind of forget that he's coming off an ACL a year ago. I mean, he he's is, got 15 sacks, dude. I mean, he is as good as it comes off the edge. And Fred Warner on the inside and some of the young guys that are beginning to emerge in the secondary, it's a really good team. And they're playing – really well and I don't think you can underestimate the Super Bowl experience they're two years removed from going to the Super Bowl when you get into the tournament and the game changes and the intensity rises and the game becomes faster they have enough guys that have kind of experienced that to adjust to it that makes them a dangerous team in my estimation here's what I'm looking at with them okay they're eight and six right now but they have won five of their last six games and in those games 31 on the Rams, won 31 to 10. Rams are a playoff team, right? They beat the Jags 30 to 10. Jags stink. Vikings 34 to 26. They're 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 a playoff team. So that's two playoff teams. Um, they lost the one game they lost was to, to Seattle. They put 23 up. They beat the Bengals, a playoff caliber team, 26 to 23. And they beat the Falcons, the Falcons of the Falcons, 31 to 13. So when I look on there and I'm seeing them consistently putting 30s on the board each and every week. You, you get in 30s, you're going to win playoff games, man, because they're mm-hmm. getting 30s and they're going to, when they're playing with a lead, you just mentioned Bosa, that team's made to play with the lead because not only can they heat you up with their pass rush, they can end the game with their run game. The game's over. Like that, they are of any team, I think, are equipped to jump on you and then it's, it's night night time because they can put you away. They can put you away and they found a different way of putting you away. They can hit you with that, I mean, just a steady diet of just runs at the beginning of the game. We've seen DJ like against the Rams, against the Jaguars. I want to say they started out with like 15 plus play drives. Yeah. The entire quarter is, is almost it's gone. eaten up. It's a different pressure for the opposing play caller trying to figure out like, man, if we don't, if we don't score now, they, we may not see the ball back. We may not get it back until the end of the half. Like they have the ability to shrink the game in a way that it puts so much pressure on the opposing defense but also their offense to be efficient because you don't have as many possessions and I feel like Kyle Shanahan heard all the criticism heard everyone taking shots at him about well maybe he's not the guru that we kind of anointed him to be and I've seen a a more diverse more creative more efficient offense since it kind of reached a fever pitch dangerous team man you know in the postseason about the hot team and depending upon the matchup, the Niners are the team that the Cowboys don't want to see. Yeah. Because it plays to like 
they can negate what the Cowboys do well on defense because they run right at them. They won't let Michael Parsons have the field and have the circus plays and those things. So when you're looking at the tournament and those things, they match up well with if they're the last team to come in and they have to play the Cowboys. They match up well, in my estimation, um, against some of the other teams that are in there. And it just depends on how it breaks, but you don't want to be the Cardinals having to face them in a division yeah, game. You don't want to be the Rams having to face them in a division game. Like in the wild card round, you don't want to have to face them the third time. Yeah, it's a problem. I don't know if they match up well against the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers run defense. Yeah. Vita Vea, yeah. Vita yeah. Vea and Ndamukong Sula. No, 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 we're not doing that. Today. Not you have to throw that. it. So yeah. that's the bad matchup for them. But the rest of the teams, yeah, I'll take my chance with San Francisco in that. Yeah, no doubt. All right, this has been a fun one, man. Uh, hopefully, you got all your Christmas shopping done. You done? You done with all your shopping? Oh no, I, you know I'm I'm the guy. I like to wait for Christmas Eve. I don't. Oh, jeez. What's that? Like okay. I like pressure. Like pressure. I like to run around and and do that. But you know the other thing is there's nothing wrong with a gift card or just some flat. Oh yeah, I'm, amen. Yeah, you're speaking my language. <laughs> uh, I love that. Uh, all right, this has been a fun one, man. Uh, one of wish uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, everybody out there for listening. Uh, thanks for hanging with us, and we'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.